It's time to stand up, stretch, and make you some breakfast. Thou art holy. Thou art holy. Thou art holy. 
Come on, round of applause, round of applause. Y'all invite Carlos up. Round of applause, round of applause. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet. Well, we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music. I know my words are a little slurred, but it's okay. We not they slurred. And any other time, they always slurred, so pray for me. I know I ain't wake up drinking, so that's all that matters. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. But I did wake up a little late, so y'all gonna have to pray for me because my mouth ain't fully functioning yet. I just don't get it how people wake up at six in the morning and start talking to people. I don't care if it's my kids, my wife, or whoever it is. 
like I can't talk to no like God read my thoughts. So I don't even say nothing for the first hour when I wake up because God can read my thoughts in Jesus' name. <laughs> but no, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet. Where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, maybe you called off work. We just want to make sure that you're still starting your day off the right way. You know, with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right motivation, right mindset, all that good, right stuff. With that being said, let's get this show on the road. Y'all know how we always open our, start off with prayer. We always start off with a little prayer, with a little word, with a little gospel. Listen, shameless plug, though. Beyonce supposed to be releasing, um, announcing that she's going on tour today. So I'm excited about that. Y'all excited about it? Yeah, good job. I hope y'all excited about it because I ain't gonna spare my rent. I'm afraid that somebody bless me with some tickets. Also, Lil Wayne going on tour. Look at God. Ain't that something? No, not really. But uh <laughs> let's pray. Uh yes, God. Thank you, God, this morning for waking us up, God. We thank you on this morning for your grace, your mercy, your love, and your peace. God, we thank you that you woke us up this morning in our right mind with a mind to want to serve you, a mind to want to be a blessing to your people, God, a mind to want to get closer to you. God, we thank you for the mindset that you blessed us with and gifted us with. God, we thank you that no weapon formed against us was able to prosper, that even as we slept and slumbered on last night, God, that you did not allow last night to be our last night, God, that you gave us new grace and mercy for today, God, that you woke us up with a purpose and an assignment. And God, we thank you on today. Father, even as we move forth on today, God, we ask that you assure us and protect us, God. Cover us, oh God. Keep us protected from all danger, seen and unseen, God. Give us travels, grace, and arrivals, mercy, oh God, that even as we travel to our destination, Lord, today, to and from work, oh God, that you'll continue to bless us, cover us, shield us, protect us, oh God, that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. And we thank you because even as we speak it, even as we believe it, even as we confess it with our mouth, we believe with our heart, so it shall be so. And we thank Thank you, oh God, because in this moment, God, we are not speaking, we are not just making confessions and proclamations and proclaiming, but God, we are believing with our heart and our mind, oh God, and we're standing firm on everything that you have given us, oh God, to handle. God, we even repent right now in this moment for every sin, transgression, and iniquity. Anything, God, that we've done to offend you or your people, we ask that you'll cause your people to forgive us. God, cause other people to forgive us. Every person that we've sinned, hurt, harmed, or offended, oh God, we ask that you'll cause them to forgive us. Allow them to forgive us, for you said in your word that the heart of the king, God, and I decree and declare that it has everybody, God, that the heart of the king is the hand of the Lord, and you turn it whatsoever way you will. So, God, I ask that you'll begin to turn the hearts of kings and queens and to my favor in the name of Jesus, God. Every person that I've armed, sinned against, oh God, offended, God, I ask that you're creating them a clean heart and renewing them a right spirit, oh God, that they'll be able to worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, also create in me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit, God, that I'll be able to be effective in the earth, oh God, continuously doing my assignment. Father, creating me a clean heart that I'll continuously, oh God, be able to build healthy relationships and connection with your people, God, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, because even as I pray right now, I believe that it's already happening for my good. It's already working in my favor. So God, I thank you. And Father, even now, God, put a hedge of protection around this room. Put an atmosphere around this room that will cause this room 
to be protected with positive spirit, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Allow the Holy Spirit to come into this place and tabernacle this space, this time, oh God. Every person's mind, God, unstop their ears, remove the stoniness from their heart, God, remove the scales from their eyes that they'll be able to see, hear, and feel you in the realm of the spirit. Download into them, oh God, everything they need to live, thrive, and survive on today, oh God. Give them their daily bread. Load them, oh God, with their daily benefits that they'll be able to go out through that they'll be able to go throughout the land and execute the assignments that you have set before them. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God, that you're giving them the power to overcome every stumbling block. We thank you, oh God, that you're giving them the power to overcome anxiety, depression, oppression, oh God, everything that comes to uh, annihilate them, oh God, everything that comes to uh, uh, discourage them, God. We thank you that you're giving them power over it right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God, that we're standing strong, mighty, and bold on today. Father, give us the spirit of boldness and give us a spirit of humility god that we'll walk bold and humble before you in the name of jesus and we thank you oh god because it is so it is so and it is so in jesus name we pray amen amen and amen all right i'm gonna stop it i'm gonna stop right there hallelujah i'm gonna stop right there Jesus Christ. God, we thank you. God, I just thank you for pouring into us. God, we thank you, oh God, for pouring into us on today. God, we ask that you'll open us up, oh God, to receive you. God, we ask that you'll have your way. God, bless this room and every person that is connected to this room. In the name of Jesus, every person that has came in this room, God, we ask that you'll send them love right now, God. We ask that you'll send them mercy right now, God. God, we ask that you'll send them a spirit of, 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 of confirmation right now, God, that their, that their confidence will be, uh, uh, and increase that their confidence of oh God will be boosted, that their faith will be boosted and increased, oh God, that their wisdom and knowledge will be increased, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God. We thank you, God, that this is the second month, and God, that you're having your way in this month, God. We thank you, oh God, that you're bringing us together in this month, God. We thank you that you're unifying us in this month. We thank you that you're edifying us in this month, God. We thank you for the month that is to come, God. We thank you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I'm going to stop. I'm trying to stop. I'm trying to stop. I ain't had my own personal prayer time this morning. Hallelujah. So I have to, you know, pray with y'all. And I'll be, I be pulling on y'all. I'll be pulling on y'all. Hallelujah. Like, Jesus Christ. I feel like continuously praying. I just be, I don't know, prayer time is my, in my, my me time sometimes. And I be praying with y'all, but hallelujah. I don't know about y'all, but I just thank God for what he's done. I just thank God for a new day, a new month, a new season, a new week. I thank God for a new century. I thank God for this minute, this moment, this second, this day, this hour, this week. God, I thank you just for everything you've done. If you do, Grandma said it like this. God, if you never do anything else for me, you've already done enough. So I give you glory, praise, and honor. And that's in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. With that being said, uh, let me go ahead and get to my song break. I'm already late. I have something going on this morning. I'm tired. I'm tired. So I'm going to go ahead and get to this song break real quick. Uh, yeah, I know. Mr. I got to get to the office. This nigga want to pray. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to go ahead and get into this song break real quick. And then we coming right, right back so we can get to the scripture of the day. And we can start our check-in. Do me a favor, y'all. Go ahead and ping some people in the room. Share the room. I don't know what be going on with it. 
But you know, when you get blocked and banned and people coming after you, you know what I'm saying? This stuff just be acting weird. It just be acting weird. But we thank God for discernment and we thank God for people who have the ability to share. So if you can, go ahead and ping some people in the room. Share the room on Clubhouse. Share the room on Facebook. Share the room anywhere that you, you know what I'm saying, that, that's, that, that's, that's nice for you. You know what I'm saying? Just go ahead and do that for us. Amen. Amen. With that being said, I'm finna go ahead and cut to this song. And then we're going to come right, right back. Shout out to my boy, Ricky Dillon. You know what I'm saying? There is no... Yeah. <laughs> 
be lost. Good morning. Good morning. Hold on. Why you stop clapping? Good morning. 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 Wake up. Wake it up. Wake it up. Wake it up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Welcome to waking up with the prophet. All right. Welcome to waking up with the prophet. Where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation. And a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out. Maybe you called off work today. We just want to make sure that you're still starting your day off the right way, meeting with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. With that being said, uh, it's time for our scripture of the day. Yeah, I know how we do. We start off each and every day here with a little prayer, with a little gospel, and with the scripture of the day. With that being said, script up. With that being said, Lord have mercy. With that being said, the scripture of the day comes from Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter number six, starting at the fourth verse, and I'm gonna read to number five. And this is from the New King James Version. It says, "O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul." and with all your strength period just plain and simple plain and simple i'm gonna read one more time from another translation i'm gonna read one more time from another translation it says here it says here O israel the lord god uh, here O israel the lord our god the lord is one love the lord your god with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength Plain and simple, simple scripture. It's just admonishing us to continue to love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength. When it says strength, you know what I'm saying? I believe it, it talks about our energy, our spirit, you know what I'm saying? In that moment, with everything that you got, push, press, be persistent and be consistent in this moment. I've been telling y'all this all month of January. Consistency shows your routine, but persistency shows the purpose and why you're doing it you know what i'm saying so continue to push love on god with all of your heart all of your strength and all of your soul all right all right cool 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 listen i'm gonna cut to another song real real quick and then it should be right you know what i'm saying right at nine o'clock now for five years whatever okay eight forty five is around and whoop, whoop, whoop. oh it's eight fifty one right now so yeah i'm gonna cut to another song as we go into the nine o'clock hour as we go into the top of the hour then we're gonna get ready to check in so let me check in you know what i'm saying let me let me get one more song in hallelujah glory to god and then we're gonna come right back so we can go ahead and check in and we can get this show on the road. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes when we late, we go a little bit late. So I don't even mind. I'm 30 minutes late today. So we might go 30 minutes over. I don't know. Yeah, I just pray for me. We, we, we got it today. I don't got much to do today. So hey, let's go for it. With that being said, I'm gonna cut to this song and then we're coming right, right back. Let's go. Love you, Jesus. I worship that. Adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. Yeah, I love you, Jesus. I worship 
adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. I lift my hands in total adoration to you. You reign on the throne, for you are God and God alone. Because of you, my cloudy days are gone. I can sing to you this song. I just want to say that I love you more than anything. Yeah. Come on, sing. I lift my hands in total adoration Come on, say it. You reign on the throne. You reign on the throne. For you are God and God alone. Because of you, my clouds are gone. I'm so grateful. I can sing to you this song. I just want to say that I Love you more than anything. Wrap me in your arms. You are my shelter from the storm.
Good morning. Good morning. All right. I see you down there, Ebony. I'm inviting you up now. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, maybe you called off work today. We just want to make sure that you're still starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. With that being said, 
it's time for us to go ahead and check in. It's time for us to check in. I'm going to go ahead and start off as usual. do 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 profit is on you. All right. I'm going to let y'all know. I'm just not. Mm, I'm tired. I'm tired. That's it. I'm just tired. Um, My tiredness comes from working hard and a little frustration. But I'm going to get through it. The weather ain't really helping because it's 51 degrees outside, a high of 56, and mainly cloudy. And it's supposed to rain today. So, yeah, I'm not really feeling it. Even though it, I can tell it's already been raining this morning because it's still wet outside. It's still a little gray outside. It is what it is. Um, I'm not really doing too much today. I'm in my home office today. So I'm going to be working from home, um, you know, knocking that out the way. I'll probably go actually take a nap after the show because I'm just tired. Like, whew, yeah, the lights went on at 6 o'clock. I woke up for a second. Went back to sleep, and what's crazy is I woke back up at like seven fifteen. Started getting up, went to the bathroom, whoop doop the whoop, lay back down seven thirty. Didn't get back up until eight, what eight twenty? I said, God, what is going on? I'm just, I don't know. It was just my body was just tired. It was just tired. But I'm up, and I gotta be productive. I gotta do what I gotta do. Great thing is, I don't got no kids. I don't got no 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 major responsibilities. I don't got to drop the report in too. So you know what I'm saying? It's cool. I could go back and take me a nap. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited about that. Cause whoo, yeah, I just feel a nap coming on in Jesus' name, a midday nap. <laughs> but no, with that being said, that's my weather. That's my breakfast. That's how I'm starting my morning and my day. Um, do me a favor, pull to a fresh, see where you guys are on the stage, and we're going to go in that order. Start with, well, Julie, you there? Start with Julie J. No, yeah, I was going to say, Octavius is on the phone, so I'm going to go ahead and go to Julie J. Julie, it's on you. Doop. Hey, Clarkson, good morning to all. How are you doing, Prophet? How's everybody doing? I'm good. Um, it's okay. I'm a little tired too, Prophet. Oh, into the first day of the month, tired. Ooh, that's something I'll say. Right. <laughs> it's um 68 degrees here in Orlando. Um, high 83 and low 64. So it'll be hot today, John. It'll be hot. Well, that's good there? for you. <laughs> no, nah, I like it in between. I like it 70 degrees. Okay. 60 and 70, anything like that, I don't like it no more. <laughs> yeah, I usually mean, if it's been, it'd be an extra good for me today. It's Charlie Day, how I come up to work, child. All my hair out today. Everybody's Not like, oh, to while your hair out. <laughs> yes, and everybody's like, oh my God, you have all this hair and you'd be hiding underneath. You know, I have a cap, you know, them doctor caps, I always hide my hair. Oh, okay. You know, or if not, if my hair stopped, they don't get to see the length of it. My hair is out today, so that's how I felt today. About today here. In Are you natural, Julie? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm natural. I have locks. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You sure do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you can go and have it wrapped up. Okay. I have it wrapped up. My my hair reached me all the way to my hips. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. All the way to my hips. That's where my locks are. So that's 12 years of locks. 12 years of locks. Um, today, I know today will be the funeral of the young man that passed away, Mr. Um, Tyree. Nichols, yeah, Tyree. Yeah, Tyree yeah. Nichols, yeah. Yeah, um, the vice president will be there. Um, and Brianna mom and all those other rest of folks will be there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard Brianna, um, Brianna Taylor's mom is going to be there, and the family for George Floyd is going to be there as well. And Vice President Camilla Harris is supposed mm -hmm. to be attending the funeral. 
Yeah, that's what happened today. And then also, um, a lot of stuff happening um, with the, but I know President Biden, I think he was saying something about the credit cards and all that kind of stuff. Something coming up with them things, yeah. I was starting to read it, but I was too busy reading all the rest of stuff. And other than that, today, there's not much in the news from what I was reading today. There was not much. And yeah, I know there was a storm they had around Texas and stuff like that today, so. Yeah, it was supposed to be an ice storm. Yeah. 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 A lot of people, um, a lot of flights are being canceled so far. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. And that's about it, Chad. And, and then right. you hear in Florida, they find a baby in the forest at 2 a.m. In the who? In the forest. In the woods. Oh, okay. In the forest. I thought you said in the floors. I said, what? Okay. In the forest. Okay. Yeah. That's that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I read up on the Tyrese, um, um, that not Tyree, that Tyrese, uh, Tyree Nichols funeral is going to be today. Um, I did hear about that. Didn't hear about the baby in the forest. Now that threw me off. Um, I also seen that, of course, the flight, um, a lot of flights have been canceled due to mm-hmm. the ice storm that was sweeping over. Um, so, yeah, I did read about that. And, Julia, another thing I actually read about is that a federal judge is actually um, trying to put a block to the DACA program, which, of course, yeah, you know, it, you said what? I said yeah, yeah, and that, I think that was interesting because it's crazy to me how one state judge can stop, you know what I'm saying, everything, well, not everything in the country, but can can really play a major part in what goes on in our country. Like, that's a federal judge in, like, the Southern District of Texas um, who ruled that, you know, DACA was unlawful and blocked the program. So, yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting thing to see because, I mean, granted, I ain't in control of nobody's country. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's well, federal judge. But I don't I think it's a problem. You said what? I'm they doing it because, what? I said I said if I was because I know the um the U.S. Mexico border is actually full now because a lot of migrants um from many countries are arriving at the U.S. um Mexico border right now. You know. Yeah, yeah I heard. Full. I mean, but that's the year. thing, though. But Julie, a- answer year. this question: Does it only stop people from Mexico, or does that stop people from, like, say, for for example, for you? Um, well, not for you, but from people who are maybe from the islands or from other countries. Does it stop them as well, or just people from Mexico? No, from anywhere, any, anywhere. If you cross the border, so, because because the Mexico border is so close to easy to get in the United States. Like me, what I did is like um Bahamians, us, the Caribbean, we don't need no visa to come here. I don't need a visa here. Because the Bahamas is like twenty five to thirty minutes away from here. Um, we can stay here up until um six months. After six months, then you become a legal, you understand. So Oh, okay. You could travel travel back in and forth within six months. Like me, I've been coming here from since I was a child, but I never stayed. I didn't come for one day, shopping and then go back fly on the plane but if you stay over your six months you become that then okay. I on you and you get deported back to your country if you don't have the right correct people to stay in the country to work or whatever so forth now with some things like for example if cubans them or the or the, or the spanish people they came at sea they have this policy once you already put your foot on the land you can get straight 
Oh wow! Like okay, yeah, that that uh, you don't notice a lot of people go to Miami and Florida. Once you're ready, then if you send that boat and your your foot hit that sand, they can't touch you. Okay, well, yeah, I mean that. I think but that once may they be a catch you, thing. yeah, once they catch you in the water, they send you right back home. <laughs> now they catch you in the water. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people take boats and stuff like that, you know. Mexico is so close, that's why everybody's go to the border. Like Brazil, it's like, you know, like Brazil and Mexico and Chile and everything. Yeah. So everybody's come on that side. Um, the Cubans and, and other countries take the sea. They, they take the route to go right. to and come to Florida. Okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, I just find that. Well, I'm praying for them because I didn't know official government capacity. And a DACA is like, for example, DACA is like when I came here young. What if my mom don't have no status in this country? But being the school here, all I know is the United States. Right, like right. Yeah. So they give you that that status, you understand? And they're trying to stop that status. You know, they don't want you. So you can get deported. That's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. I think I know a lot of people like that. I know a lot of people leave their country from their baby and they don't do nothing about the country and they still get deported if they don't have the right amount of paper. Wow. And some of them were even born here, right? No, I mean, no. If you're born over here, you can't get deported. No. Okay, you can't okay. Get deported because you're automatically a U.S. citizen. Now, what you can do is when you reach the age of 21, you can. Um, um, petition for your mom or your dad who you know who get deported to bring them back because you are a U.S. citizen. Oh, okay. That's what's up. Yeah, but that's a, a long time to wait. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. And the the stuff they ask you for, Jack. That's crazy. Like me, when I was doing with me and my daughter. Just lawyers was six thousand dollars. That's not even the application. Wow. But your daughter mm. was born over here, so she's American, right? No. Oh no. no my daughter's born in Bahamas. She came here when she was twelve. Oh, okay. So she's does she still fall under that DACA um thing? No, the, no, no. My I didn't make it. I didn't even do that. Okay. Uh, the minute I apply, I applied for my residency because I came here educated. You understand? Once you come here educated, yeah. you can apply for that. And then you work for um, two years, and after two years, you can be a 10 year resident. Within the 10 years resident, you get five years of residency. You can apply to become a U.S. citizen. And okay. So she under me because she's a minor. Oh, okay. So she's going through that same process that you kind of went through. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. She didn't go underneath it, but she didn't. I did application and they just give it to her because she was underneath it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because at that point, you, like you said, she's still a monitor. You're the parent. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I didn't know that deep. And I thought it was only for like people in Mexico, but wow, the fact that it, you know, affects everybody. Everybody. So, Jamaican, right, right. Trinidad, anybody from yeah. Africans, everybody. Yeah. Even Canadians. That's real big. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I got for the news there, Julie. You just taught me something today. <laughs> There's many ways you can get straight in this country. 
it kind of goes back to that that conversation we had yesterday. Nothing in this country is literally fair or like <laughs> consistent. Like that's it's, that's sad. It's crazy. What is America is something else. But that's why we're gonna have this conversation today. Society versus you and what you think about it. But let me go to the next person. Let's get through this check in real quick. Um, Trey, I got you coming up next. Do the loop. Oh, hold on, let me pull to refresh because I think. Oh yes, okay, Nick. Trey, you can go ahead and go. Well, praise the Lord, everyone. What a blessed morning we have today. Um, I don't know what the temperature is because I ain't went outside and I ain't checked it. Um, I'm not eating any breakfast. I have a meeting at 1, so I'll leave my house around 12 something. So that's when I'll figure out what it feels like outside. Um, Yeah, that is my morning check-in. God bless you, Prophet. No problem. God bless you too, man. <laughs> He's so churchy. He's so churchy. I love it. I love it. I ain't gonna cap though. Sometimes I wake up in my churchy mood too. Sometimes I don't. Like even now, I ain't in, I ain't I ain't that church yet. All because I'm I'm laying on the couch. I ain't even sitting on my desk. I'm laying on my couch in my office. <laughs> K Nick, I'm throwing it over to you. Well, good morning. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Beyonce picture for me. You better get because, them four tickets. <laughs> because Black History Month has started off perfectly. <laughs> A week. And we bless God for the gift our queen has given <laughs> us tour dates. And we are so excited. Uh, I'm definitely going to do um, MetLife Stadium and I'm going to do DC. I'm definitely going to do two dates. Uh, yeah. Um, but that was, a, I mean, it's been a good morning. I woke up, we had snow everywhere. So that was good. Um, and then Beyonce just, she dropped, we knew it was coming, but she dropped it on us and we are just so excited. So the tour date's already out? Absolutely. They came out at eight o'clock this morning was when I got the notification. Hold on, how you get notification on what? Because I'm in the Beehive, so the, the, the releases, the releases came straight through. The, the dates are out there. Um, the site has crashed already. Um, I saw that. I saw that. She's having a talk. Yeah. Yes. That's so, the site uh, that crashed already. The, the site has the site has been crashing. People looking at the dates. Um, so we are. We're just. We are so blessed. It is a wonderful. <laughs> Day, our queen is back. Um, anybody that says that we're under which look at Pat and PTR. <laughs> Let's see. Not Pat and Bar. Pat, you part of Beehive too now. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm just saying it is a it's it's a wonderful day. That this is the sunshine. This is the sunshine that the Clark sisters spoke about. I'm weak. And, um, <laughs> so it is it is a good day it's a good day but yeah um those tickets will be released i believe uh, april 7th and she's what's dope is she's going overseas first and then she's coming home and she's doing her last show in um see new orleans so um so that's gonna be super lit so but yeah um yep I'm oh also also, also also yeah um yeah yeah, just we thank God for today. <laughs> I'm trying to look up the tour now. I ain't gonna cap. 
her costumes from Dubai was real dope though. I was yeah, looking at her. Yeah, but I don't. Them mugs is dope. Yeah, but they. I don't think those would be her tour costumes because all those costumes had to be Dubai approved. Because you know, over there, like women can't be like scantily clad and all this stuff. So she used actually Dubai um, fashion designers to make sure like she was in compliance. And you notice she didn't do a lot of dancing either, because women can't really dance or be. So I've heard that. And mm. what's crazy is I, I even recently seen a headline that said a couple went to jail and was sentenced to 10 years in jail because the woman was dancing in public. I did yeah. not know women can what? Yeah, no, it's a um it's a very strict a very strict um country culturally. So women can't dance overseas in public? I think they got a sign that we hit the airport that says no twerking, but I'm going on mute. I'm weak, Pat. Shut up. <laughs> I don't my destination, and that would not be, even though I wanted to go to stuff, I don't think so. That's sad. That's crazy. Like, I literally read that, I think, yesterday um, of a couple who got sentenced to almost 10 years because they had made a TikTok. Um, and I think it was in Ukraine. Uh, not not Ukraine, um, Iran. I think it was, uh, they're Iranian. But they made a, a TikTok dancing in front of, I think, like uh, some type of big temple or monument or something like that and it went viral and the ukrainian government seen it and i guess they didn't seize them and sentenced them to jail for 10 years because of that same logic college just mentioned like certain women can't dance um in public they what's the thing that they put over their head they can't be caught with that over her their head so a hijab. Women, it's called a what a hijab a hijab yeah so even a girl she she went to court without her hijab in, in protest because like of how outrageous that law is or how crazy it is. Like, that was her fiance, and now both of them in jail for dancing in public and putting it on TikTok. I thought that was crazy. Yeah, it's because, you know, um, those are still um, what are considered modest countries. So they're still very, very modest um, in everything they do. Is that really modesty, though? Yeah, it is. Yeah, like women not covered, keep your head covered, things like that out in public. Um, wow. So that's crazy. That's crazy. That you get sentenced to ten years for dancing. But I mean, what's I mean? You think about the same thing that happens in a lot of our churches that have modest, um, modest cultures where women have to be modest, right? Long skirts, have to wear yeah. prayer veils, um, have to have their heads covered. Um, a big thing up here. On the East Coast, uh, and and everywhere where Jewish women are, if you notice, Jewish women out in public wear wigs. Mm, if you ever yeah. notice that their natural hair is not out, because in a contemporary sense, that's them considering that their heads are covered. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. That's but if you, if you ever see Jewish women out in public, it's never their natural hair. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I ain't gonna be trying to stare at nobody, but I'm gonna definitely take observation to that because I mm -hmm. never knew that. Well, okay. well, the sisters ain't far behind. They got their weave and wigs too, but I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> hey, what said the sisters ain't far behind? <laughs> Ebony, I'm gonna throw it over to you. Go ahead and check in for a little loop. Right. <laughs> like variety, okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, what you say? I, I, you low. What you say? Yeah, you're a little low, Ebony. I said, leave us alone. We like variety. We just we like to switch it up. One day we red, one day we blonde. 
you just don't know what you're gonna get with us so yeah um let me get my earpiece because i think i can tell my phone is low but we have a we woke up to a dusting uh, of snow which eh, cool but i want the real deal i need like at least six inches um to shut all of this down today would have been nice um uh, but i also thank god because my daughter did go to school today and i didn't have the wherewithal to be her mother so she would have kept herself alive uh till nap time because it's just one of them days but school work um and probably a whole lot of napping today i really do not have the fortitude to do anything i ate something last night i tried a new place yeah uh that went left that went very very left so i had a super long night um still don't feel great still can't eat so it's been a long morning already. I'm um, going to do a little schoolwork, and then I'm going to get in my bed. And that's going to be the day. So if somebody call my name, I don't respond. I'm probably asleep. Amen. All right, Pat, and it's all you. Do do do. Dr. Pat? Oh, oh, there you go. oh I'm, I'm here. My bad. Um, good morning, everybody. It is. Real cold in Nashville, that's all I can tell you. They shut the school down. I don't think we got an ounce of ice on the ground. I wish they would start shutting work down. Like, shut the job down. Shut my job. I don't got to come in today. Why schools get shut down? But God doggone jobs don't get shut down. I'm so confused about that. Who going to watch our kids when y'all keep shutting these schools down? Y'all keep shutting the schools down, but don't want to shut the jobs down. Like, Well, most people are remote. I mean, I run my business, and I work remotely myself. Uh, and... You know, most days I'm I'm kind of burning the midnight oil on both ends, and you know, right now I'm not as busy on the the work front, so it's giving me a lot more time to structure my business. Yesterday, I got an important phone call. I wrote a big uh, insurance contract for my cousin to get his uh, trucking business started. So that's been really a pain in the butt because uh, they keep switching up what they want to see with the coverages and stuff like that. So. But that's how you're getting set up with carriers and all that other mess. Uh, it's an exciting time, but it's a it's a frustrating time at the same time when you're getting yourself set up. But I, I can't be mad, though, because them coins are going to be nice as I continue to cash them down to the boat. So, um, yeah, no breakfast yet. I'm about to get up and uh, do a few things, look at my computer, make sure I got, no, I got a 10 o'clock meeting this morning. So other than that, uh, I'm Gucci. I'm Gucci, so. Good to, good to see my brother, Pastor Michael. What's up, dog? I see you down there. Cincinnati lost, man. They lost. I know you're happy because you don't like Cincinnati, but anywho, two black quarterbacks, if we're just going to talk about black history, it started in the uh, Super Bowl for the first time in history. I'm still old enough to remember the first black quarterback that won back in 1988. I was 12 years old, going on 13. Doug Who was the first black quarterback? Doug Williams. Doug Williams threw four touchdowns, over 300 yards, no interceptions. And um, really, really important milestone. But, uh, you know, two others have went on to do it, and I'm about to get a fourth. And it's amazing when you think about it because up until the 1970s, we were, we were not allowed to play the position at all. And then very few played. I never knew that. Hold on, Patton. You said what? Very few uh, brothers was able to play quarterback at the, uh, at the NFL level. Uh, some played in college. But most times, that's where the journey ended, unless they went to Canada or other offshoot leagues. 
um, Marlon Briscoe. So they never let black men be quarterback in the NFL until 1970. Yep, Marlon Briscoe. Uh, Marlon Briscoe was the first to start in the early 1970s for the Denver Broncos. Had a winning record, but they made him switch back to receiver because they just did not want a black man to be a, be a leader. And before that, they wouldn't let us play linebacker because linebackers are kind of like the quarterback of the defense, where you know they kind of call out the protections and the uh, you know the, the different adjustments that they do with the defensive line. So that mode got broken because we know that now linebacker basically is primarily dominated by, you know, black men, you know, now there was some, there are still been great white linebackers. Don't get me wrong. But for the most part, when you start talking linebacker, you talking, you know, Ray Lewis, uh, you talking to uh, Lawrence Taylor, you talking about, about those kind of cats, you know, you might mention the Dick Buckus or those kind of cats, but nah, they, <laughs> I mean, I'm the old school dudes. You may get one, one little white dude that kind of stick through there. But that's kind of like what the, uh, the quarterback position That's what they're afraid of. And now it has finally happened. You got two starting black quarterbacks uh, that is now going to play for the for the Marvels. You know, so that's that. But a lot of history. Uh, it's a lot to be proud of, a lot to understand and know that our leadership, uh, whether it's sports or uh, entertainment, business, whatever, it is afraid and it's feared. But when we persevere, we push, and we get our opportunity, we always show out. And that's the essence of black history. That's why I'm proud to be a black man. Or as uh, old boy said, what was it in, um, in uh, CP4? I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black and I'm black and I'm black, y'all. That's the whole song. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> that's what's up. Thanks, Pat, for that fun fact. I love the fact that we go from music to sports to local news and national news. I love that, man. <laughs> Listen, I think that's why Michael been avoiding the room for the last two days, too. He didn't want to talk that football talk because, you know, J.Y. was already depressed. <laughs> and Michael being up there, he like, nah, I ain't feeling it. Real <laughs> talk, though, I, I mean, I don't have a favorite team because I'm, I'm an analyst at heart. I think fandom is for suckers. That's just my personal opinion. Um, I got a pretty important call today about a podcast um, to revive my old show, The Sports Critic. And it, it's funny because when you see Cincinnati, and Joe Burrow's a great quarterback. I think he is. I like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow got that brother swag. I ain't mad at him. But, you know, the, the, the media, uh, and even some of us in media, uh, basically was trying to put Burrow over Patrick Mahomes. And all the boy did go out there and do is on one leg throw for 326 yards, two touchdowns, one one turnover, but and but he won the game on sheer guts and and grit. And, you know, they've been trying to dethrone this kid since he, you know, basically ascended to the league, even when he had some struggles last season and he wasn't playing as well. And every quarterback goes through those cycles. You know, you may not have his stuff. Sometimes take you a little while to get it back. But they have really tried to dethrone this kid because they know he's the best quarterback in football. So they wanted it to be Justin Herbert. They wanted it to be Josh Allen. They did everything that they could to really kind of reduce him. And now he is in his fifth, uh, well, at least he, he was in his fifth AFC championship game, meaning every year he started, he's played for the right to go to the Super Bowl. Nobody's ever done that. Brady didn't do it. Uh, Joe Flacco didn't do it. Uh, Roethlisberger didn't do it. This kid has done it. And, that's why I'm proud of him. I was, I mean, I don't care who wins uh, Sunday or the in two weeks. I'm just glad that brothers is proving the point. But I really had a special interest in cheering for 
uh, the, uh, for the for the Chiefs because I knew what they had been saying for the last year and a half. And this kid answered the bell, and he's a complete G. And then when you saw his daddy, and the, at the at the post game, I mean, his daddy like he smoked Newports and drank a week. But <laughs> he cool though. <laughs> he cool though because his dad was a professional athlete. His dad played baseball, uh, so that's the thing that's funny, you know. But uh, shout out to Patrick Mahomes. He's gonna be definitely gonna be league MVP. And he's definitely about to set some records and, and, and really do some things that shut up the whole uh, uh, narrative of the black quarterback. And I think that, that that glass ceiling has been shattered some, with the exception of when it's time to pay us our money. Lamar Jackson, uh, what they did to Dak Prescott. And, uh, so, Pat, let me ask you this real quick, and then I'm going to throw it over to Michael, because I definitely want to hear Michael's perspective on this. But what do you think about Jalen Hurts? Because, you know, Jalen came from um, Alabama, rolled tie. Absolutely. I think Jalen Hurts is a testament to um, what it takes to really play in this league. Um, and I, I watched the reel. It's funny you asked me that question. There was a reel that had all the quarterbacks that, or at least the analysts saying that uh, they didn't think he would be a he, a he he would be a franchise quarterback. Now, one person that really, in particular, pissed me off that said it was Tim Tebow with his sorry behind. I, I, I don't do Tim. I mean, now he was good in college, but he I mean he couldn't look. He couldn't hit an open receiver if nobody was around him. He still couldn't throw the ball to him. <laughs> Let alone put his mouth on Jalen. And yeah, he he won a playoff game, but he never dominated the game the way Jalen has. So there's been incremental improvement for him. But one of the things in, in the Eagles, it, it, it should have happened for the Eagles because the Eagles have always been down with the black quarterback. They yeah. signed Vic. They had um, Randall Cunningham back in the day. So this organization understood what they had. They they was even ready, at least, and they did. They parted ways with Carson Wentz, a guy they paid a lot of money but never won anything for him because they backup quarterback in 17 was the one that quarterbacked them to the Super Bowl. But that's another story. But all in all, in, in answering the question, I think Jalen Hurst is a franchise quarterback. He's, he's proven that. A lot of people want to see him throw for more yards, but you don't have to do that. I mean, his team can run the football. You got, you got him as a running back, and you got two other running backs. You got a stud defense. You got two great receivers because they, they stole A.J. Brown for the Titans. They was dumb enough to let him go up there. That's why the GM got fired because now you see the Eagles in the Super Bowl. So, really, Jalen is a testament. If, they, if you put the guys around them and develop them, then this is what you get. Jalen is a leader in that locker room. Uh, his teammates love him. Their city love him. Philly embraces who embraces them, who shows the grit and the toughness. So I expect them in the offseason, and I'm going to be mad if they don't, but that boy should be getting a contract extension this year uh, at the end of the season uh, because, again, they don't like to pay us our money. You know, they're they, they, they going to pay Joe Burrow in the offseason. They're going to pay uh, uh, Justin Herbert and all the commentators when they talk about it. They talk about the extensions they're going to get, but they ain't Somebody muted me. Anyway, they said nothing about uh, they ain't said nothing about Jalen Hurst's money. But Jalen Hurst is a great story. We just hope that um, he has a great game Sunday because I think that's going to be the litmus test of whether or not he gets his money. And if he does, uh, a lot of people ain't gonna like it. I ain't gonna care because I like to see brothers get their money. But uh, Jalen Hurst is a great story. Hopefully, he's gonna have a great showing on that Sunday, that Super Sunday. Uh, Mahomes probably gonna get him. That's my that's my prediction. But I won't be mad if he, he pulls the upset. So, yeah, that's what I think about Jalen Hurts. Pardon me. And that's also, what's up. And also, because it's Black History Month, um, also Jalen Hurts, uh, I'm eating is the first um, Black 
woman in history to be an agent in the NFL. Nicole Lynn. Oh, yeah, I heard that because he got an all female team, don't he? Yes, and she's the first of um first black woman agent. That's what's up. Jalen Hurts, yeah, Jalen Hurts agent. Add that to that. That's what's up. I want y'all to definitely keep um reminding me of these black history moments too. Because that's something that I definitely want to celebrate as we go throughout the month. Like anytime we have a moment for black people and black excellence, let's continue to highlight those, especially as we go throughout this month and the rest of the year. Let's always keep lifting up black excellence in that way. Cause truth is, I ain't know that, Julie. That's what's up. Shout out to black people coming up. For real, for real. Um, Michael, I'm throwing it over to you. Cause I know you up there in, you know what I'm saying, Ohio and Cincinnati, you know what I'm saying, you know, you know, they they was horrible, but you know, Jesus name. <laughs> it's on you. Greetings, greetings, <laughs> greetings, everyone. No, I haven't been avoiding the room. I've been in the office. Uh, and no, I do not like the Bengals. I don't hate them, but I don't oh, okay. like I, I don't, don't know like why I thought Bengals you was a fan thing. of them because you lived up there. No, no, I like <laughs> no. their arch rival. I like the Steelers. I like their arch rival. I don't like the Bengals. Um, I haven't liked the Bengals since I was a little kid. Um, and it's really the owner I don't like. I will not support anybody like him. Anyway. Um, How are you going to be in Cincinnati and don't like Cincinnati? Uh, I do like our I do like our lousy Reds. I do root for the Bearcats. <laughs> I do root for the Musketeers, the Xavier Musketeers. Uh, I do like our um, some of our sports teams. It's just I don't like the Okay. <laughs> um, um, the owner finally has a little bit of a clue of what he's doing, but I really think it's everybody else. But anyway, um, 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 where were we at? First of all, it is, uh, it was 19, it's 19 degrees currently. Um, I think the high is like 30 something today, but it's supposed to warm up over the weekend. Uh, by Sunday, I think we should be back in the 50s. Um, that's Cincinnati weather. Um, we did just get uh, blitzed with a little bit of snow and ice yesterday during rush hour and taking kids to school was a nightmare. Um, other than that, I didn't have breakfast. I had tea uh, for breakfast this morning. Um, a little of my own version of a medicine ball tea. Uh, these kids come home with new germs every day and I don't I don't know. I'm not against uh, parents. Uh, schools making our kids wear masks again because these little Jeremy uh, kids. But they don't the keep them on anyway. Uh, my kids do. Um, okay. uh, but, I mean, if they're not going to enforce it, I don't make them wear it. Um, I just uh, make us drink a lot of echinacea, things with zinc, uh, immune boosters, everything. Um, and so, and I keep Sudafed and Tylenol cold on deck. Cause I got kids, so everything ain't flu or what's the other thing? COVID. Uh, we know the difference by now. Yeah, um, or you should. On to, on to the Kansas City and Cincinnati game. First of all, I am. I tried to watch the game impartial. I do. I'm a sports fan, so I want to see a good game. Um, but in the city of Cincinnati, this is another reason why I don't like Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the fans always find a reason to blame the referees when they lose. Every game. Now, <laughs> you talking about your, let me ping J.Y. here. 
Because <laughs> every time they lose every game, they could be 13 and three. And rest assured, the three games they lost, they're going to tell you the referees cheated them out the game. There you go. Every Jay Wild, come get your cousin. Jay Wild, come get your cousin. I ain't scared of him. I ain't scared of none of these Bengal fans. They need to just stay home and cry. They always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> he ain't called me either. He knew not to call me. He ain't commented on my Facebook or nothing. I've been listen. I've been lightning because the fact of the matter is, to be honest, they still had three chances in the fourth quarter to win the game, and they dropped the ball. They did. <laughs> had three chances in the fourth quarter. And still, they dropped the ball. It was 2020. It wasn't 20, like the referees didn't call them out that game. They played themselves out the game. Hey, Micah. Hey, Micah. What was the score of the Pittsburgh Steelers game uh, for the AFC Championship this year? <laughs> uh, I like I like how y'all rest on that. But guess where you at? You at home with us on the couch, right? I mean, I just want to know. Right? I just want to know. How did right. Your wild card so let, if you want to talk, let's let's talk. How, how all time, your, who got more wins, Steelers or Bengals? How did your wild all time, who got more wins, go? head to head? How did the wild card game go? How did Kenny Pickett do? Well, who got the who got the most Super Bowls? Oh, I forgot. The Steelers do. Who 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 compare who who got an empty trophy case? The, <laughs> the Bible says <laughs> the Bible says that any man that looks back. With his hand is on the plow is not fit for the kingdom. Why you see how he did that, Micah? See how he did that. See how he see how he used the past for his benefit and the Bible for his benefit. Just like us. So why are you looking back? I'm not looking back. Let me let me pause right here. It's not looking back, actually. It's looking at the it's looking at the now because we have six Super Bowl trophies right now, and y'all still have none. And, sh- and, and, and let's do this. <laughs> the Steelers are led by a black coach that nobody almost didn't hire. And in 15 years, this man has never had a losing season in the NFL uh, the time that he's been in the NFL coach. Let me amazing. say this. This, this, is what, this is what bothers me right now, right? It's very fresh, we'll be honest. This is what bothers me, right? I didn't. I don't talk trash about the Steelers. When the Steelers lose... I don't. I told Mike, I was like, man, that's cold that they still finish with a really record in spite of the terrible team they had. Like, Mike Tomlin, a beast. Like, I don't talk trash about other teams. I just don't. But everybody come to me with my team. I, I get it. I get it. Like, Bengal fans are terrible. I, 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 am, I am one of the ones that don't believe in talking trash like that because I feel like you have to eat your... I never want to eat my words. Just like the stupid mayor in Cincinnati made that dumb video and then, you know, we lost or whatever. Now, I'm also hearing some other stuff, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist either, but I'm hearing some stuff that the referee, his son, had put out a big bet on the Chiefs, and, he, the, the, and the referee said he didn't know about it until after the game. So I'm going to just leave it at that. But I'm not a conspiracy person. Uh, but I purposely was not trying to come on here on any day other than Tuesday and Thursday because Micah don't have Micah can be on here, and I did not want to hear his mouth. I needed, a week, <laughs> but I wasn't I talking. Week. So, so, cousin, honestly, I wasn't talking crap. Profits started to pop by bringing yeah, you I in did. here it was just me. and taking you in here. 
I was talking about the Bengal fans in general because all of them, and you know this, every time y'all lose, they they all first thing they start doing is blaming the refs. Just like with when they played Buffalo, people was already talking about they gonna cheat for Buffalo because of Demar Hamlin, and Buffalo went out here and laid the biggest egg. And so I don't, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> it ain't him. It's Bengal fans, well, you can't, and I don't you can't, like them. You can't cheat for nobody if they their own team is playing terribly. Like, you know, but right. the thing that – No, hold on now. Y'all got a lot of whistles in the first in the first half that was crazy, but that black referee had me mad. I, what I whistles we got? What whistles? Come on. You ain't see some of them, them, uh, them penalties they was calling and some stuff that they – I mean, they was tripping now, especially that first half, that first couple quarters. I was like, hey, man, dude, the glasses, y'all need to fire him. He tripping. Well, he the favorite free was for the Super Bowl last year that called that bogus um, uh, DPI on Logan Wilson last year. So, like, th this is that wasn't bogus. That was a real pass in the first. It was. Oh, it was bogus. You know what, Micah? If it was the Steelers playing and they called the daggone thing, I, I'd on, be mad. Uh, but I ain't gonna keep saying every every time the referee make a call or don't make a call. <laughs> I ain't gonna blame it on the referee. And then the last play of the game on Sunday, two players got held, like held, held. And I was the offensive lineman, and I know what a hold looks like because I've held a few people and I got away with it. Yeah, you, you, you ought to know. I mean, if you played <laughs> yeah, so, hey, what about what about all the times they was holding Chris Jones? Because Chris Jones was they, doing y'all in by himself. Yeah. Chris Jones wrecked. Chris Jones told the line what he was gonna do. So it ain't they, 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 there was no it was no there was a couple holes they called on them, but it wasn't like that. But truth be told, they can they say you can literally call hold on every single play, but um, those was definitely some blatant holds. Uh, they uh, what's his name? Um, Joe Burrow got hit late. No one called that. Um, T Higgins went out of bounds. Somebody hit him when he was out of bounds. No one called that. That intentional grounding was bogus because. Uh, Smart JP Ryan was within five yards of the pass. Like, bruh, you know what end of the day is this? As much as, as much as I suffered as a Bengal fan in life, I'm glad that right now that we are disappointed that we lost to the number one team. Like, that, like we're actually upset that we could have beat the number one team in the AFC as far as Y'all shouldn't have renamed the stadium. Y'all shouldn't have renamed the stadium. Y'all did talk a lot of crazy They should have kept their mouth shut. You're right, Burrowhead. I knew when I heard that, I said, man, this is ridiculous. But at the end of the day is this. The Chiefs can't talk no trash. They won on the last second field goal. Like, it ain't like you really ran and did everything else. Now, granted, they, I mean, they had more yards. They won everything. I think our scheme was jacked up. Boy getting hurt. Jet messed up everything because I think Boyd was their <clears throat> was their uh, Trojan horse. Yeah, really but understand now they lost the, the the Chiefs lost what they lost too. Now let me let me give y'all some props because here's the thing about the Bengals that we gotta respect the team that they played in the Super Bowl last year fell off the wagon and and nobody even talked about it because they was talking. Oh, Stafford is finally showing himself to be this and that and blah 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 blah. And they didn't even make the playoffs. So for the Bengals to get back to the AFC Championship game and to nearly get back to the Super Bowl is nothing to sniff at. They had a great season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow is definitely going to be one of those guys that we talk about for the next 10 years. I think that they're going to win a Super Bowl under under him. I really believe that. I think Burrow has the what it takes to take a franchise 
uh, to the Super Bowl. Now, what I hope he does is kind of structure his deal the way Patrick Mahomes did because he's due to get a lot of money because he's shown that he's a franchise guy. Um, I didn't believe in him at first when he first got uh, into the league because coming off the national championship game with the one season, I was like, okay, he, he did that one season, got beat out at, or, or, uh, at Ohio State, had to transfer. Then that rookie year, he got hurt. But that second year, he really showed me why he was the number one overall pick, and he's continued to do that. So this kid is phenomenal. Uh, if you're a Bengals fan, you should not hang your head. You should really be looking toward the future. Take your lumps because y'all talk the trash. When you talk the trash, you know, people are gonna, they gonna, they going to rag you. So you got to take that. But trust me, you're going to hold up a Lombardi trophy before Joe Burrow career ends. I stand on that. I really believe that because I think he's just that good. I think we'll have one in th- within the next three years. I'm going to be honest. I think they – and the end of the day is this. The game would have been a whole lot different if we didn't have three offensive linemen injured. If we didn't have three starting offensive linemen injured, I think it would have went a whole lot different. It probably would have almost went like the game against um, Buffalo because real talk, the Chiefs was reeling. They were hurt. Like, your boy was hurt. Pat Mahomes was hurt. Yo, I don't know how your boy – I don't know what kind of cortisone shots they giving him. But Travis Kelsey had a back issue. He played like a, he like a beast or whatever. It just you know, like I said, they'll be there. I'm not. I'm not Saudi. It'll be all right. It ain't. Yeah, you know. hey, look, now Burr's gonna have a lot to say about how many Super Bowls Patrick Mahomes gets to because this this won't shock. This they are saying this can turn into Manning Brady, and and I don't think that's respectful enough because I think uh, Tom got the better of um, Manning a lot. Uh, head to head, and also in the playoffs. So, Ryan right Howard had a better defense. That's yeah, what, that was different. That made him different. Yeah, but even still, you know, when you understand just the dichotomy, but Tom of never had no weapons like Brady, like Manning either. So that's yeah, and, and and for him to still get the better, I mean, but that was coaching, you know, from a standpoint of the philosophy of of a Belichick that knows how to shut down, you know, a, a great quarterback and and make Manning uncomfortable, and that's what he did. That's why he won a lot of those games and here's the truth Peyton Manning was never a big a big game quarterback even in college he was he could put up regular season you know everybody still puts him in that top tier and and, and I get it because of the numbers but when we talk about head-to-head clutch and really being able to I'm talking about in the postseason not in the regular season I mean regular season uh Peyton and playoff Peyton ain't the same guy they're just not and that that's always taking him down to me another tier when I look at the greats of the game because the greats in the game always perform at the at the opportune time because the playoffs you're playing the best of the best. You know, yeah, you can you can put up numbers against, you know, five hundred teams or below five hundred teams in your division and around the league. And and that's what they most great quarterbacks will beat up on those kind of guys. That's what they do. But we measure you by the playoffs. I mean, pay that 14 playoff wins is nothing to sneeze at because it's a lot because uh, you got to lose in the playoffs, too. But Brady has 35 playoff wins. I mean, I'm, it's going to be hard for somebody to catch it. Now, Mahomes already got 10. So Mahomes probably for, for the foreseeable future will play another 10 to 15 years. He may break at least 20. He, he'll pass Joe Montana because Joe Montana's the next one. And he's got 19. So um, so we'll see. Um, it doesn't help when you're only playing two playoff games, though. It makes it harder because you got to remember some of those he played three or four playoff games. But I just wanted to jump in and say this. Uh, I was going to jump in. I was going to jump in because it turned into real dads of football again. 
I mean, I ain't know what was going on. I, 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 I was starting the conversation. Y'all know me. At some, at some point, I fall off because I, I don't know all the stats. And statistics. I don't get that deep. I know how to play the game. I know how to watch it. But everything else, yeah, 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 they caught me on we that. We don't need you to get out the beehive, dog. Get you get the football hive. Come on now. Look, look, I'm in. But that's what I say, man. I know how to play it. I know how to watch it. But I don't keep up with, like, the stats and the commentary. So, yeah, I be like, that's it. I like, like, I know my team. And I know we the ones. Like, I know that. But other than that, no. It just, whew, I be losing the numbers and the names. But, look, let me throw it to Miss Lashina. And then I'm throwing the JY to check in. Miss Lashina, welcome back. <laughs> hey, morning. morning. I was enduring it too. Like, okay, I love y'all. I do, but sports is not my thing. <laughs> it's just, it's just not my. She's like, what are they talking about? Hey, if you want you a husband, you better start. No, you can watch what, a game or two. So here's my plan. <laughs> One of my plans is a little X-rated, and then my other plan is okay, honey. That's your me time. That's your time, and that's my time to go do me. Um, so oh. I'm okay with that. I usually annoy men because I have so many questions, and I don't know what the heck I'm looking at, and I don't know what's going on. So yeah, it's just usually. Oh yeah. So now, yeah. Hold on. If, if, if it's X-rated the way I think it is, if, if you do that to him, he'll tell you everything you want to. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. That's my philosophy. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. Well, y'all. Good morning, loves. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm single, so I can talk like this. You know, I, I'm. You know, trusting God. You know, and all that good stuff. So, hey, it's all right. Let's see. So, after our negative degrees weather, while y'all was talking about y'all was cold yesterday, we had a negative uh, twelve. Yeah, and it felt like negative what. Flirty outside, so yeah, y'all, y'all don't be cold, y'all don't be cold. Um, let's see, the weather for today is, let's see, let's see, in Milwaukee, oh, we got 10, I'll take the 10, I'll take the 10, sunny with a high of 23, and the wind gusts are up to 22 miles per hour, yeah, it is a little chilly out today. Alrighty, as for breakfast, y'all, I was hungry today. I went to bed at like 8.15. I was so sleepy. <laughs> I couldn't even make it. I just went on up and got in the bed like, mm -mm, it's over. So I'm hungry because I skipped dinner. So I am eating me some chicken noodle soup this morning. Chicken noodle soup. I'm doing a dance. Chicken, chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle soup. You sound corny. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm hungry, so I'm eating some chicken noodle soup, and I'm gonna have my chai tea. So yeah, I am having breakfast for once this morning, and it only took me to be hungry because I went to bed at eight o'clock. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is that. I um, after work, I am taking a young lady that I met in Clubhouse yesterday. That's why I kind of dipped off yesterday. Uh, Brianna had pinged me into a room of a young lady that she was on a platform with, and she happened to be in Milwaukee, and she's just really going through some things. Um, so ended up connecting with her. So y'all, I'm doing some ministry work. Um, took her, you know, some groceries and stuff yesterday. I'm gonna meet with her. Just love on her today. Um, and sit down and you know kind of talk with her today after work so i have a little bit of time to spend with her she already called me this morning um so yeah just going through a really hard time um and 
grateful that Brianna had the fortitude and, you know, saw like, hey, yo, I know somebody in your state, in your city. Let me ping her. Um, so that's where I had dipped off to yesterday. I didn't abandon y'all. I just <laughs> dipped off no. to ministry work. Uh, so, yeah, that's my day, my afternoon. Um, spend some time with her, love on her. Um, yeah, kingdom. That's it, y'all. Yeah, Brianna's a real one, boy. She, she, you know, she get she get riled up, boy. She she throwing education out the window. She just tell you how it is. That's yeah, definitely. That's <laughs> I love her. Low key, and that's good, though, Miss Lashina, because I definitely believe, like I know, my thing this year is just building community, building connections, and I believe that this is going to be a year where you know we have to continue to build connection, build community, like be sensitive to people's needs and be able to connect with them. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to be, you know what I'm saying, somebody big and extra, but you know what I'm saying? Just somebody who can hear a person out. You know what I'm saying? Take 30 minutes to sit down with them. Take them out for lunch. Love on them. You know what I'm saying? Do as much as you can for other people because sometimes you don't know what other people are going through. And then sometimes you do know what other people are going through. But at the same time, are you going to do something if you do know what someone else is going through? Are you going to be someone who steps up to the plate? Are you going to be someone who actually loves on them, gives back to them? Are you going to be like everybody else and, you know, do the same thing that everybody else does? Just shy them away, say, you don't got it. Just like, come on, that's not cool. Because truth be told, how you say you different and you do the same thing everybody else do? I'm just saying. Come on now. Like how you how you say you different from the world? How you say you different because you saved and this, that, and the other, but you do the same thing everybody else do? Okay, well, I'm going back on mute. JY, I'm throwing it over to you. Go ahead and check in. Yeah, man, I was trying to avoid my cousin, but I can't. I say y'all been avoiding each other for two days, but good, I'm good, good to avoid dog. Him. We, we brought I, it together I, on today. Prophet, if I, if I really wanted to find him, I know how to call him. <laughs> I know I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> he won't that smoke, Mike. <laughs> hey, I I had to hop on the plane to go see my cousin to give him a real big hug, oh, real big hug. <laughs> JY, see that's why. I, uh uh, not, <laughs> not your <Man>. hugs. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, let me hug you. Let me just give you a L big hug. <laughs> big hug. Yeah. Um, it is. I don't care what Pastor Lashina say. It's cold. It's 30 degrees down here. They didn't shut all of the state. Pretty much the whole state's pretty much shut down because we had ice storm. So the roads are iced out. I open up my window. It's ice all over my trees, over my car, over the basketball hoop, just ice. Um, and they don't really have, like, snow removal type stuff or whatever. It actually snowed down here. Um, so we kind of, like, I'm grounded. I took off work because my kids are here. Because my kids just don't understand the concept of just being quiet. But I'm going to take some time. I'll probably hang out with them, play some board games or something with them. Um, you're a real, so maybe you're they a can. real one. Because I was just asking Mike, I was like, hold on, who, who watching these kids when these schools keep closing? Well, <laughs> Deborah's home too, but it's just become just a lot. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, since we did a lot for Deborah on her weekend this last weekend, and uh, we're going to probably hang out somewhere on Friday or whatever. I'm like, let me just take off for work today. Uh, I didn't have many meetings, and we're going to just, you know, kick it. I bought some board games over the holidays, and uh, they only play, like, one with them. So I'm going to play some games with them today, um, make some hot chocolate, crap like that or whatever, and just, you know. Not crap like that. You better love my babies. 
it's, I use the word crap, uh, very universal. Everything is crap. What? <laughs> Oh my God! Everything. I mean, he, does. he is from Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, we not doing that. We not doing that. <laughs> I use crap very. Uh, the word crap very loosely on a lot of stuff. Like it could be the best thing. Like yeah, bring me that crap over there. Like man, what's this is crap? This is crap. I don't know. But that's how people in New Orleans use. I seen TikTok where in New Orleans they use down for everything. Like, <laughs> certain people just got certain words that they use universally. Um, my wife is for breakfast. I guess she's planning on cooking some breakfast. She cooked last yesterday too for um, breakfast. She made this bomb chili last night too. Um, because I've been cooking a lot lately, and so, uh, you bring, hold on. You bringing me the key? Yes. Come on. I know. I saw it, honey. I'm on. I'm doing my thing on this little podcast thing, talking and stuff. Open the door. <laughs> um, I love it. Uh, a ghetto. Yeah, so no breakfast and stuff, man. And I'm still trying to go through this whole Bengals lost thing still. And so, you know, I needed a week. Not you, grieving. Not you in mourning. <laughs> I am. I'm definitely in mourning. Um, it was brutal. I read a, I said, open the door. <laughs> Why are you sliding through the doorknob like you dang on um, in, in Oz or something? I thought you I'm, I'm talking on this thing. It's very, hey, don't do my cousin like that on this app. Very don't do my cousin. Just mute yourself. Pause. It's very mute important yourself. people, kids. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> don't do that. Mute, mute yourself, cuz. Don't, don't make me um, ski down to um, Texas. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Literally, you will be skiing. It is ice everywhere. But uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it, man. Um, I don't know what else, if there was any opening thing, but uh, I expect this gonna probably be a heavy conversation with the title, so I'm glad we're jovial in the beginning. So, uh, I'll uh, move it on. Always, uh, always appreciate it, man. <laughs> I love it. This is the best hood funny podcast ever. That's why, listen, if y'all don't got a flyer, send me y'all headshots. I definitely want to put y'all on a flyer, you know what I'm saying, and invite other people to the room so y'all can promote not only y'allself, but just this room, this space, and what we do in this room. Like, this is a great atmosphere, and it helps us really start our morning off and get it off the right way. And a lot of people who don't have the privilege of coming into the room, you know what I'm saying, every morning, still listen, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people kind of listen in segments, you know what I'm saying, throughout their work day, and I think that's kind of interesting, but, you know what I'm saying, they really learn a lot from us and have fun with us, so <laughs> thank y'all. Like, because that's so good. Jay, why I have the whole conversation with his kids. You ever, you ever call somebody and they answer the phone talking to somebody else? <laughs> that was the thing I was doing. Man, my, kid, I my kids don't care, bro. Like, I, 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 if it's just mine or is it all kids? I, see other people I think that's kids. all kids, though. Because, like, especially, especially if they want right. to see your phone, like, you know, like they bored, they want to see your phone or something else, they can care less. About like, what I don't, doing. <laughs> like, it's something that must be in the vaccinations or something. Could they just the new ones? Cause they don't care. Like <laughs> what I was like, like even the face. Remember the face your parents used to make that made you look like. All right, look, I ain't gonna fool with them for at least two hours. Like 
either I don't know the face or my wife don't know the face. Like we don't, they don't care. They're gonna that, ask that, anyway. That face don't mean nothing to them nowadays. It means nothing. <laughs> no, and he no. Well, JY, you don't even have the newest model. I have the newest model. <laughs> I'm weak. Okay. Not the newest hey, model. Yo, the newest thank model. You because I saw my kids. I they know how to get into your phone, y'all. True story. I lied to you not. <laughs> my daughter used her face. Too long yeah. into my husband. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say, boo. Oh my god. She <laughs> looks just like my husband, literally, with hair. Literally. She picked it up and the phone unlocked and we died. Like we did not think that was possible. But she knows the codes to all of our stuff. She knows how to get into it, no matter what device. I've walked away from my laptop and came back. She was jamming the Gracie's corner with YouTube. <laughs> Cut all my stuff off. I was writing a paper, thank God is saved. These this new generation. <laughs> They don't care. They don't care. They can get everywhere on the internet, on YouTube. They can get into all their little cute little games. No. They little they want to watch. Girl. I was trying to figure out how they can't spell, but they could go on YouTube. Yes, they can't spell, but that's the thing. Julie, what you said? They can't Photographic spell memory. All, but you can go to YouTube. <laughs> Photographic memory. My daughter can tell us how to get to church. She knows how to walk to her house from the bus stop. I mean, like her 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 memory is stupid photographic. Like she'll see something one time, and we'll be able to tell you exactly what it was, where it was, or whatever. Like these kids are next level, and this is the kid they say is speech delayed. And she's behind her peers, but she taught herself Spanish. But she's Look. counting to one hundred by twos and tens. These Look. kids are just different, very different. Look. My daughter, my daughter. Well, see, you know what, Evie? Thank you for letting me know because I told my kids I was gonna trade them in for a twenty twenty three. But I guess these, uh, <laughs> nah, bro, nah, these bro. models are not anything <laughs> after twenty twenty is ruined. Okay. <laughs> Listen, my daughter, I, I was talking to my wife and I had the door closed. And my daughter was like, Danny, to come talk to you. And I said, I, and they talked to her, like, give me a moment, give me a couple minutes. This girl set a timer on her phone for a couple minutes <laughs> and sat by the door. Also, I hear, I look at Deborah, I said, did she set a timer on her phone? <laughs> To hold me accountable, <laughs> Jy. All the material you need is in your house. You burn. Oh, listen. I'm I'm trying to push a a, a a a reality show just to follow me and my wife and my children. I'm telling y'all, it would be entertainment, flat out. Just my wife and I, our our conversations alone. But my children, man, they would be superstars. They are all hilarious. It is ridiculous. The other day, I'm over crying. The other day, I know my four-year-old knows how to pop popcorn in the microwave without burning it. <laughs> we, that's man, don't ever reach the microwave. These kids are so resourceful, man. I'd be like, I'd be wondering, like, man, I'm like, I, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, they, they can, they can figure out stuff. They have no survival skills whatsoever, but they can figure out other stuff. <laughs> Hey, you want like, you want I, I don't know. You want to kill a kid today's hope and dreams? You ain't even got to whoop them. Say no tablet. <laughs> Say no cell phone. You get meltdown incorrect behavior the at the same time. Turn the internet off. My wife and I have it had the internet that you can just go on your phone and turn off the internet office. It is like you want your house clean. You want them to get along? Yes, I told them I want to turn them because they was at home from school yesterday. 
I said, I'm not turning on any devices. Y'all gonna hang out together. And it was like calamity. Like, <laughs> it was, no, 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 but I didn't do anything to get in trouble to lose my internet. I each other's siblings. It was Before you all be like, Ma, can you turn on your hotspot so I can use the... T- She's like, Ma, can I use your work phone for the Mine knows how to turn mine on on my phone. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> These kids are different. <laughs> well, truthfully speaking, um, Good morning, Pastor Terry. Good, good morning. Mega love. Truthfully morning. speaking, we were different to our parents. So as as society changes and evolves, so does our children. Uh, when I was growing up, our punishment was what? You're not going outside. So, so that was death. That was murder. Like, you know, why can you be so cruel? You're not going outside or in the summer. You're not playing in the fire hydrant today because you, you got in trouble. So so as society shifts and we're in a technology age our children are in that technology age so they adapt to the times you know so us growing up uh, our parents said child he know how to use the television remote that's because that was television remote time so now our children even my daughter she'll be three uh in march she knows exactly what an iPad is. She knows exactly what Old McDonald had a farm is. She knows Gracie's Corner. She knows Coco Melon. She knows Blippi. She knows all of that. And I'm a living witness that when she's ready for this iPad, that she wants this iPad. And if I don't give her an iPad, while she's sitting at the table eating her grapes and white rice, she's gonna have a conniption. So that's 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 her punishment. No iPad. But for us, it was no going outside. For me, was, <laughs> the worst thing about us not going outside was when you looked out the window and saw all your friends outside having fun. <laughs> you felt like you was in the in the you know how to be having a prison. Um, like and they be having like the holding sales or whatever, and they be close to place. Like we have one in Cincinnati called Justice Center. They be looking out the window, looking so sad and helpless. Like we we will be in the house and everyone just having the funnest of the funnest time. <laughs> don't let them have. Don't let them come to the door and ring the door, knock at the door, ring the doorbell, and they ask him. No, he can't. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and then your boys go to your. They throw a rock at your window, like. Right, happened? right. They be like, "Dang, what happened? What you did?" <laughs> and your mom like, "I know you ain't talking about that." But that ain't the worst. That's not the worst. That window. You got another. The thing. worst. The worst is you can go outside, but you can't leave the porch. Now that's the yeah. worst. Yeah, Prophet Jerry. Oh, that's me, Jesus. Ooh, we. Yes, that, that was got it. PTSD. That was it. I just got PTSD. You <laughs> hot? It's in July. Everybody else playing outside with the fire hydrant because I grew up in the ghetto. We didn't go to the swimming pool. I didn't go to the swimming pool till I was about 14, 15. <laughs> it was fire. that fire hydrant in front of the house. And if you wasn't careful coming through, what we used to do is when cars would come through, 
we will stand in front of the fire hydrant. But when we ain't like somebody in the neighborhood, we'll stand in front of the fire hydrant when they was passing. We'll get out in front of it <laughs> and let the water hit the car. <laughs> yeah, get like get like a little cup or something to aim at the people's cars when they went back. Oh man, we were terrible children. That's probably why we get what we get. <laughs> We sown some terrible seeds, Prophet Jerry. It's children. Lord. Man, no, but for real, about... my punishment was I couldn't play the keyboard in church. That was, oh, God. Oh, oh, I feel the effects now. I couldn't play the keyboard in church. I couldn't go visit because they would call my mother and ask me, can 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 little Jerry come in? Nope, he can't come. I said, why are you trying to embarrass me? So I got in trouble. <laughs> I got I got in trouble one day. Very true. I got in trouble one day, JY, because somebody called and asked if I could play for their youth service, and um, they would pay me. So my mother said, "No, he can't. He can't. He can't go this Sunday." So when my mother hung up the phone, I said, "Well, if I can't go play, that means I don't get no money. And if I don't get no money, you don't get no money." She snapped the fire out of me. Good oh. God. Of me. <laughs> Hey, hey, uh, uh, Prophet Jerry, did she slap the taste out your face? <laughs> she knocked his head between the washer and the dryer. <laughs> and that she slapped him into the future, and that day he became a prophet. She slapped me so hard until my memory had to think about what I was getting ready to say next. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh, we. Listen, yeah, let's cut to this song break real quick. <laughs> Wait a minute, anybody got ever got hit with with that uh with that old with when when those uh cordless phones first came out and they had the huge bottom on the I mean it was a, like a, a a huge block. My mother threw that cell phone at that that cordless. Uh huh. <laughs> Good God, man. That's the house phone that you pulled it back. Prophet Dre, my grandma threw the Bible at me. She was so mad. Look, <laughs> I looked up and it says, the Lord is my light and my south. Boom! Right now. <laughs> my grandma, I got thrown. My, my peoples would throw anything at me they could find. It don't matter. That's your Aunt Carrie, uh, Micah. I got to be with a tambourine one time. I ain't work out. Oh, that ain't nothing. My father threw duct tape at me in church because I wasn't playing the song right. And he was trying to tell me to play the melody. And so I'm sitting playing, not paying attention. That Negro reached under the chair in the middle of service, threw duct tape at me, hit me in my head in the middle of service. He said, I told you to play the song right. Oh, my God. I think a lot of us in dealt with they had our own Maddie Moss Clark situation. Uh, right. Because, because my choir director, she used to do this thing called spelling. And so whenever you did something wrong, she would whoop you and spell the word you ever did wrong. So if you was dancing, she would spell D-A-N-C-I-N-G. But like, so I, I, I definitely remember those moments, man. I, I definitely do. childhood i ain't even okay the good old days now we're adults now y'all got kids every couple months you said well, I I repent. Repent. 
I call my mama and repent. Like, mama, I repent for all the trouble I caused you. I ain't going to count me, too. Trouble. At least twice a year. I ain't going to yes, count. Yes, me, too. Thing. <laughs> At least twice a year. I be like, Ma, I get it. I'm sorry. I do I, I get it now. <laughs> I might need to do that myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, y'all. Let's let's go ahead and cut. Let's pause because man, y'all done had me in tears literally over here for the last 30 minutes, last hour in tears. So we're gonna refresh. Go get shots some water. Stand up and stretch. If you're at your desk, whatever the case may be, go stand up and stretch. You know what I'm saying? Have some fun. We're going to cut to a song break, and then we're coming back. We're going to come back. And I'm going to go ahead and do something special. You know what I'm saying? We're going to celebrate. We're going to try to celebrate. Because, you know what I'm saying? We've been doing, like, new music and stuff all week. So I'm going to kind of keep it going. I'm kind of keep it going. All right. So this one is from our very own, my boy Carlos Nichols. Let's go. I love you all so much. Now, here we go. The name of Jesus. Wait a minute. Jesus, I 
Jesus. Has anybody ever had to call him late in the midnight hour when you have your body rocking with pain? He is all in your eyes, she have You had to call on the name. Anybody had to try him when you couldn't find your friends? Anybody ever had to try him when the doctor gave you a bad report? You had to call on the name. Come on, y'all gotta get up. Y'all gotta do y'all own clap. Do y'all own clap. Hallelujah. That was dope. I wish I was loud. Y'all would have seen me acting a fool, but I ain't gonna act a fool. Bless you, man of God. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet. We'll wake up each and every weekday morning. Well, fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home for work, already at work, somewhere work now, maybe you called off work. We just want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right inspiration, right motivation, right conversation, right music, right all that good, right stuff. Just start your day off the right way. Because guess what? I just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way with a little, little fun, a little, little excitement, a little Jesus, a little gospel, a little, little God, a little Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Everything tends to go, go a little bit better. With that being said, let's get back to the conversation before we wrap up. You know what I'm saying? We got like 45 minutes left, so let's go ahead and pop into this quick conversation real quick. Because it really extends off the conversation that we've been having all week. Um, like, you know what I'm saying? Just about the world in society. We moving into Black History Month. We, you know, moving towards Valentine's Day and all that other stuff. And, you know, typically I like to keep going with the things and stuff like that. I like to continue, you know, to like go with the flow of not only what God is saying, but you know, how the earth is moving, how people are moving and whatnot. So today it's just going to be, you know, not deep, but kind of simple, but deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I, we, <laughs> we had an episode last night called Deep as a Sink. And you know what I'm saying? I wasn't trying to be deep, but it just went that way. So with this conversation, it's not really to be deep um, at all, but I'm sure, you know, 
Oh, we, we got some good people. Okay, yeah, cool, cool. We're on good. So, yeah, so I don't want to push it too deep because um, we do got the rest of the week, but I definitely want to ask a powerful question um, when it comes to this conversation. We can kick it out just like that. Um, and the question is, how do you view society right now? Um, it was us having the conversation on yesterday with the black man um, who, you know, got killed by the black officers and stuff like that. It's going to happen today, um, even in the midst of, you know, us being, you know, what, 32 days into 2023 and all that other stuff. Like, how are you viewing society? Like, how do you see society? Anybody can answer that question, though. I'm just kick it out from there. Do you All right, so, 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 no one has a good view of society right now? Healthy, positive view of society? How to ask the question again, I had walked out of my office. I said, how do you view society right now, like the state of our culture for, for us as black people um, specifically? I would say, There's still so much more work to do. Okay. Like that things are not better than they were 400 years ago in so many aspects. That makes sense. Yeah, you know. Okay, so it's kind of like, I mean, okay, so this comes from me having a conversation with someone else um, and, well, a couple others, period. Because, you know, like I said, we have a, a social group um, that I talk to in person. And a lot of people do not have faith or hope in society due to the fact of, you know, every like you just said, we have so much more work to do um, in a simple aspect. But no one feels like, you know, the work that we do is impactful or is beneficial. So, you know, how do we give hope to younger generation, we were just speaking of it, who stay in the house, who don't, you know what I'm saying, know about outside, who just know iPad, like how do we give them hope in society if, you know, everyone sees it as, you know, it's just effed up. I don't know. Like, I, th I think it's a really complex question. It is, it is. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, because you think we're somewhere, but we're, then an event happens and we realize that we're not there. Right. You know, it makes it hard. Like, I think it's one of those realities that we have to start facing. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think it's very, very interesting because even as a, uh, and I'm not one of the, the preachers, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, here, and I would love if one of the pastors would have been in here because I really wanted to throw that over to them because it seems like how do you preach hope? How do you preach Jesus? How do you preach, you know what I'm saying, faith and, of course, the God that we all serve when we continue, when we continue to have tragedies, incidents, and events, you know what I'm saying, that I think takes the faith out of society, takes the faith out of humanity in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Like we, everybody at a point in life, I think, where it's like, oh yeah, I don't really fool with other humans. <laughs> like, I mean, can we all be safe to say that we've all had that moment 
where we like, oh yeah, I just don't, I just don't like other people for real. You know what I'm saying? And I think we're even pushing, I think, a, a mindset on even, I think our kids and ourselves of isolation, not being around people, which is why I think some of them stay in their iPads. They don't go outside and things like that because we put this, this view of the world now that everything is just jacked up everything and i think that's sad because how do you continue to still preach hope you know what i'm saying how do you continue to still preach faith you know what i'm saying to a generation that automatically feels like they're doomed like that's sad you know what i'm saying they look for the excitement and the fun in life but then at the same time that's all because it's like at the end of the day for a lot of them it just seems like they're doomed and I'm like, God, dog, like, how, <laughs> like you preach Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't even gonna count. I was stuck because I was like, I can preach Jesus all day to you. Faith and better hope and better life for you. You know what I'm saying? Through Jesus and Christ. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you have to pull back and be like, mm. they don't even have faith in society. They don't have faith in humanity. So how do, you know what I'm saying? You even give them the faith to pull themselves up from the bootstraps. I think that Martin Luther King said. Does that make sense, Carlos? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I was going to say, I'm, I may be a little off, but, and Pastor Jerry, Pastor Jerry's back. Prophet Christian is in here. Um, and I'm, I'm going to refresh just for a little, uh, just, you know what I'm saying, for the sake of you guys, because I definitely want to throw this question over to you guys, because I know you guys are like preachers as well. Um, and my question is, uh, how do you guys view society right now? Because um, I I found out in a conversation with you know what I'm saying a group of people who are you know younger um, that their their view of society is kind of skewed, distorted, almost kind of like you know like they have no faith in society, no faith in humanity, and it's because of incidents that we keep seeing in like churches. Because the incidents that we keep seeing, like the streets, you know what I'm saying, with this black man getting killed by five black officers, you know what I'm saying, who are still black men, but they also police officers. So, you know what I'm saying, like, how do you still preach hope? You know what I'm saying? And granted, I kind of had this conversation last week, you know, uh, when we were talking about the Kevin Lemons funeral and kind of whatnot. But how do you still preach hope, faith? How do you still speak an inspiring message to? a generation of people who no longer have faith in society or humanity. Pastor Jerry, you can go first if you want. I'm throw it over to you. Okay. Um, honestly, we are not dealing with something that our predecessors have not dealt with before. Okay. Um, racial injustices in their society. See, ev everything, <clears throat> everything. But they had hope to fight. They had hope to continue to fight. I think we don't but have it that same was, you, you, you really want to talk about hope to fight. Now let's, let's, let's deal with that issue. It was the mess. Come back. Where you at? Dog, he got a phone call. It always happens with him, too. He be ready to say something that all of a sudden. Right. Get a call. 
right. <laughs> but no, I really want to hit that because I think they don't even have hope to fight anymore. Like they don't believe in even fighting for I mean, I think like I think people do still have hope. I mean, that's why they still have protesting and this and that and the yeah. other. I think it's different though. It's like it's almost like it's become what we could make some of us consider normal. You know what I mean? Like it's um you would think that they become so desensitized to you, it. No, not necessarily that. You would think that what we witnessed with George Floyd would cause some type of change. And we're not, and I could be wrong, but I feel like we live in a very reactionary world and not a, a proactive world. You get what I mean? So um, we don't do nothing unless something happens, right? And so once again, something doesn't happen. Now we're doing something. And and, and it's but now the forefront. But nothing still gets done. And I think that's why they're still losing faith. I mean, I think what it's always gonna be it's always gonna be band-aids. I don't know yeah. if the if it's if there's a chance for it to really be completely rectified. I don't know. Because what people believe is what they believe. You know, you, you could take race out of it and put religion in there. It, and think about what well, this person believe this, the person believe that. Until everyone believes that Jesus Christ is who He is, it's going to always be some type of difference. So, it's it's in all aspects. We live in a world of just competition and and differences and and this and any other. And so everything is just people just have this portrayal. So I don't know. Like I have no idea. I, I believe there is, there's always going to be a sense of hope. That's why people are always are doing something, right? There's always going to be a sense of some type of hope. It just don't seem as strong as what we, that was portrayed to us back in the, you know, in the civil rights movement days. Right. Cause we don't got no Dr. Martin Luther King. We don't got the like Al Sharpton on his last leg got dog on it. <laughs> But even still, it's like, what was their level of measurement of racism or, or society issues compared to what ours is? Like, ours may be the same as theirs. Ours may not be as intense as theirs. You know, no, we don't, we don't truly, truly know what is their level of measurement of racism or oppression. You know what I mean? I think the difference between us and what they dealt with is that our, now everybody got phones with cameras on it and we have the internet. So we have a chance to see it on a regular basis. Back then, they didn't even, everyone didn't have TVs. Everyone didn't have cameras. Everyone didn't have stuff like that to be able to see you know, what we're seeing on a regular basis now. That we don't have to wait till 10 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock at night to watch on the news. We literally can just go on Twitter or Instagram and see it immediately. You know, so it, it, it's a different measure of what's going on. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that. You know, I think I'll, I'll leave it at that. I mean, that's definitely understandable. That's definitely understandable. Um, but I think, I don't know. I believe that it's still kind of as intense. Now, granted, we not getting hosed down and beating the street, you know what I'm saying, per se. But we're still in a fight 
where you know black men are getting killed by police and then what's crazy is it's by other black men who are now police officers and we even had the conversation slightly where um you know that that's not putting a whole race in it because race goes into your ethnicity group your nationality or whatever case may be but that's still racist. a whole nother yeah it's still I mean, kind of but it puts because a whole this nother this color this, into what, it J. have you ever have you ever heard on the news where black officers beat and killed a white person? There was that one there was one incident before. No. Black well, officers beat and killed a white person. No, like this black no, like 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 no, I've ne- I, I, I've never no. seen that. I've seen white people get killed because like I saw one dude in the hotel, he was giving these crazy instructions to this dude to crawl this way. Don't put your hand here. Don't do this. And yeah, dude I ain't never seen a bunch pain. of police officers beating on the white man and killing the white man. So yeah, you're right. You know, and I saw him get, you know, he got shot because dude just wanted to, you know, wanted to kill him. You know what I mean? But as far as like this abuse and the stuff that we see, you don't, you don't see that happen with white people. You know what I mean? So I think even the police has got desensitized when it comes to people that are black uh, in general. Like, you know, we're portrayed as these criminals, these thugs, these, these drug dealers, this, that, and the other. So, you know, that's what it is. But that's what I'm saying. How does how does that help, like, the hope of the future of our kids if, you know, that's all we're portrayed, portrayed as, like... <laughs> There's a, there's life like, better than, there's life better than this, after this, in Wakanda, in heaven. Like that, that, that's one thing I can look at it as. Like you know that you can find your you can also find, you know, happiness. Here, I mean, I don't know, man. That's a really good question you brought up, Prophet. I won't even hold you, bro. <laughs> right, because at the same time. It's like they 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 thinking that same thing, JY. Like, but they living their best life in a dangerous way. <laughs> they living their best life, ruining their life. You know what I'm saying? Like they building they they living their best life, not building a life, but building a future and a and a hope. You know what I'm saying? Like the Bible said, God gave us a future and a hope. But at the same time, there's no hope because they feel like they have no future. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Prophet Christian. Yeah, I know. Help us out. Help us out, Prophet Christian. Yeah, no, I'm baby, teenage prophet. Yeah, I gotta help me. Yeah. What you say, JY? I said everybody getting silent over here. They don't they nobody nobody coming in and putting they pushing the mute button no more. <laughs> right. I don't know. This is this is something else here. Um of course when we talk about society, um we have to be very honest that society has um, been very influential in the lives of our children and some of our lives um, growing up. And it has caused us to have certain positions on how we feel, speak, act, and deal with certain things. Um, and I think that if we look at it and dissect it, they've, and I, when I say they, right, I'm talking about society. Society has built um, 
a certain stigma on our culture and other cultures, but they've built the stigma on how we treat each other and we materialized what they prophesied. <laughs> For lack of a better word or analogy, um, we brought to life what they depicted, whether it was through music, whether it was through um, videos, whether it was through television, whether it was through a cartoon. Um, we've depicted exactly what and how that's supposed to look by reacting. And so I think in, in regards to bringing hope to our life, we just have to preach Jesus, but make sure it's relevant to what's happening in the world. Although we see... Um, that's good, Prophet Christian. That's good. Injustice. Um, there's a lot of injustice in scripture, although we see, you know, um, different things, but we believe in a God that can bring us out and we have to, we just have to speak to it and be relevant and not only be relevant, but be vocal and be seen. We have to be seen showing the love of God. We have to be seen, you know, um, doing that, which God want us to do. Um, and regardless of how society has depicted us, um, I think we're used to standing against the grain. So because we are, that's kind of how we're built, then we need to go ahead on and do just that instead of falling in the trap and joining the bandwagon. I think we're very quick to join bandwagons because we do feel, right, the humanistic side of us we feel and we have emotions and all of that. And so we have to be very careful on how we react to certain situations, especially those of us that preach uh, Jesus. <laughs> um, we have to learn how to be quick to hear. All right. Slow to speak. All right. Saints don't like that kind of talking, but I think that when we, when we do certain things, that are opposite of what we preach, it's very difficult to um, display hope. Um, it's very difficult to to give hope, especially when we're in a hopeless generation, period. Um, so that's, that's kind of my two cents, if it makes sense. I mean, it does. I ain't gonna cap, it does. Um, um, I don't know, cause I mean, like I said, I'm not a preacher or a pastor, so I'm not someone who. But then again, you are, because the Bible says we are all ministers. Yeah, true. So you true. know, it's it's a. But Christian, so here, what so, you're saying is you're not titled, is what I'm hearing. Well, you yeah. say when you say that, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> right, and I don't got nobody congregation set up in, but that's what I. I but I, you I, do I, though, cause you have a following. Yeah. So right, so yeah. just because you don't have a building doesn't mean you don't have a congregation. And I think that's where we get it twisted um, because people have to understand your influence is impactful. Yeah. And so because you are influencing others, you do have a congregation. You just don't have a, a meeting space that they come together in. Yeah. So then that leads me to ask this question then. 
if you were like a pastor, a leader, and somebody who has to officiate the funeral for today, you know what I'm saying, of Tyree. And of course, we know of the eulogy of, is supposed to talk well of the person, but we know the preacher also, I guess, has a obligation or, you know, a responsibility to, to preach hope and life to the people who are there. Um, so my thing is, what would be like a, a, a driving point when you when you speak today to a group of people who feel like our hope is lost because we still going through the same like there's no, like we still going through the same issues and problems as hard as we believe Jesus we still broke as hard but, as we believe Jesus my son got mm-hmm. killed in the street as hard as I believe God you know what I'm saying like here it is geez. sir because hope deferred makes the heart sick. Come on now. That's good. All right. So, all the time. Yep. so when when we when we when we're lacking of hope, we have to speak and we have to preach to that, right? Uh-huh. You have to speak to what is prevalent. And I think a lot of people try to speak around it, but you gotta you gotta hit it hard and you just gotta say what God's saying yeah. in that particular moment because we realize that our heart is dark and it's very wicked. Hello? The Bible teaches us that, right? And so because of that, we have to speak to the heart of the matter. And the heart of the matter is, if you don't got God, if you don't got Jesus, it don't matter how many murders happen, to be honest, right? It don't matter how many um, slaughters take place. Without God on your side, I don't know where you're going to end up. Right. And so we need God. We need God's protection. We need God's wisdom. We need the Holy Ghost to lead us to all truth. Right. And so if you don't know him in the free pardon of your sins, what am I standing up here preaching faith to you for? I need to be preaching salvation. Because at the end of the day, we need to be saved and we have a savior. But folks want to focus on not the savior, but they want to focus on the event. I want to focus on your soul Hmm? because it's, it's the soul that matters. And I understand our humanistic point and our humanistic state of mind because we are all human and none of us like what's happening. But if we're going to be the change, we got to have God because we can't do it on our own and in our own strength we need god to infect change and to cause this world to turn around one by one <laughs> that's it if i if i am if 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 what i say affects one and causes one to change my job has been done and the angels are rejoicing you understand so <clears throat> It's, it's those moments, Prophet, at those particular type of services where major altar calls need to be made. But the eulogists and everybody's looking at time and they want to shine and nobody wants souls to be saved. You be doing altar calls at the funeral? Absolutely. Why the body's still Why right not? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? Huh? The, the casket <laughs> opens the to be saved. I'm joking. I'm teasing. Yeah. Prophet Christian, did you tell us the the scenario, the situations you was in, or somewhere where someone was Absolutely. at a funeral? Yeah, this was my uncle's funeral. Yeah, I did and the altar call, and the woman yeah. was eighty six years old, church dressed in church dresses and hats. See the ebony she had on a hat, she had on a church suit, she had a lap scar. Eighty six year old, not saved. 
Hmm. Uh, you hear me? And when I opened the doors of the church, she came right on up. Come on here and get your life right. Before we have to lay you at the front of the altar. Y'all playing. People don't take it serious until it hit home. And I understand we are grieving a lot of grievous deaths and a lot of, um, you know, uh, premature deaths and all of that good stuff. And, 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 and I am in, I am very well in touch with what's happening, but if we don't have God, okay, you already know how you feel, but if we don't really focus on God in these matters, where will we be? Revelations is revealing itself. Y'all better read the book. <laughs> okay. These are those times that God spoke about. These are them perilous times. I don't know. I look at things from, I try to look at it from all sides and then, you know, let the Holy Ghost lead and guide to how I should speak to certain things. But we definitely need the Holy Ghost in these moments because yes, we have activists and this is why, watch this prophet, everybody is needed in their perspective areas and arenas. I'm not the activist that you want to come and speak to certain things like this, right? But you have people that are wisdom and poised to speak in these type of arenas. That's why we all have gifts that look different. Come on, y'all. We could call Ebony to speak to the whole situation with women going through what they're going through during their pregnancies and all of this stuff. Why? Because she's expertise in that area. Y'all get what I'm saying? Don't be calling people up there and they ain't got no expertise and then they flop and you mad at them. Okay, let me get off this mic. Bye. So that will require getting to know them beyond Facebook. Come, and Facebook okay. So that, there goes that. That part. There goes that. But that's what so, we should yeah. be doing as a culture, right? Getting to know each other and and our gifts. This is how we're going to infect that change. And of course, we know systems, right? Systems have to be torn down, but we can't tear them down without fists. We got to tear them down in the realm of the spirit. But that's just my thoughts. No, that 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 definitely is good. I mean, honestly, <laughs> Christian said. Just get saved at that point, cause everybody gonna die. Everybody Ain't that what die. the text say? <laughs> well, we got, we all got to go through this now. <laughs> but we need to know: Are we gonna see you again? That's my point. I want to see you again. Keith, you over there clapping? Don't come off mute. I heard you. I heard you all day. Cool, me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I really don't have nothing to say. Uh, proper Christian kind of laid it all out. But I, I will say this. You know, the Word of God doesn't need any help being the Word of God. And God doesn't need any help being who He is. And a lot of times when things happen, um, especially as a preacher in society, and we feel that we have to touch on it, um, we just need to let the Word of God does what do what it's supposed to do. We don't have to add to it. We have to take away from it. If we would go back to preaching the word of God. But God, what word of God would you pull out the Bible to preach at this moment, <laughs> What word of God would I pull out to preach in this moment? Yeah, because I mean. Though they slay me. 
Okay. Yet will I, I trust tr- That's, good, That's good. That's good. All That's right. Go. Let me let me go on back on mute. There you go. He said it. But um, yeah, God doesn't need any help being who he is. He can heal, he can deliver, he can set free. All we gotta do is um trust him and know the word of God. Just know it. Study show that self-approval. So you'll know what to do in times like these, but that's all I got to say. I was gonna say something smart, but I ain't gonna say it because we're on a recording line. I'm gonna say it later to you, Keith. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I asked that question. Like, what would be the word of God that you would pull out? Because I mean, it's our job to preach the word of God, period. I mean, yeah, I understand God don't need no help, but it's our job to preach the gospel. And Christian, you you got a, a, a great one because I would have had to have went and prayed about it for an hour or two, you know what I'm saying, just to figure out, like, what would I preach to these people who, you know what I'm saying, whose hope, like, yeah, I think people whose hope is lost, you know what I'm saying? When you when you don't see a future, you kind of don't have a hope, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I would try to pull out, like, in these moments, even speaking to younger generations, you know what I'm saying, of people, like, kids got doggone 22 and under, like, 25 and under, who really just don't have faith in human society, God, or anything, because it's like, oh, everything, it's, it's the same process. I'm just going to live my best life and then, you know, just die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When I die, you know what I'm saying? Of course, hopefully, I, you know what I'm saying? Like Christian said, hopefully you'll get to heaven. We'll see you again. But most of them don't even, you know, think that far or care that much because it's like, well, hell, I'm going through all of this hell in this life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But Christian, you, you, that was that, that, yeah. I gotta watch the funeral because the funeral is at 10:30. But yeah, yeah, don't slave me yet. Yeah, when I trust him, because I, I guess that will be. I don't know. That would be a good way of looking at society in this way because, of course, we start out the co- uh, conversation simply asking the question of how do you view society? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, even as a preacher, a teacher, a mom, or whatever the case may be. Like, Ebony, you're a mom of, you know what I'm saying, a, 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 a young black girl and, you know what I'm saying, the soon black king. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is your view on society right now? And how do you preach hope or even instill hope into your kids? Like from a mom's perspective. I'm sorry, I'm doing three things at once. Ask me that question one more time. I said, um, even just like, uh, just going back to the original, uh, the origin of the conversation as we wrap it up, I said, even from a mom's perspective, how do you instill that hope or faith, uh, not in society, but in them to continue to, you know, fight for fight for their future, fight for their hope, you know what I'm saying? To fight for, or at least go after everything. Of course, you know what I'm saying? Get saved, to live, you know what I'm saying? A saved life, but, you know, also live a life that is fulfilled and in purpose, despite, you know, what we see on the news, despite what we see through systematic issues, you know what I'm saying? Like, how would you, like, what are some things that we can do, you know what I'm saying, to instill that in our kids or, or continue to push hope in our kids? Okay, so I'm still, I would consider, fairly new to this mom game. She'll be five in March. Um, but one thing I have begun to do is to instill pride in her of who she is, her story. You know, you were a one-pound baby. That's nothing to be ashamed of. You know, you, you may be speech delayed, but you are absolutely brilliant. 
Um, you are top of your class. You've already passed the kindergarten kindergarten exam. You know, they doing TikTok dances, but you count into 100 by twos. Instilling that pride in her, you know, that you are you are intelligent, you are beautiful, yeah. you are capable, all of those things. I make her repeat it every day. I am smart. I am kind. I am beautiful. I listen. I'm a friend. I'm obedient. I make her repeat all of this stuff till we get on the bus every single morning. And now it's to the point, if I forget, she'll... I am smart. And I'm like, yes, baby. Yes, you are. I'm sorry. I forgot. Let's do it. So she reminds me now. Um, and even like when she got on something, she knows it's real cute. She'd be like, I'm cute. I'm pretty. Yes, you are, baby. You absolutely are. So, you know, I don't. Now, I'm a helicopter parent by default just because of how my daughter got here and, you know, having to protect her for so long and all the medical equipment and all that stuff. So um, I did not intend parent. on being a helicopter parent. Okay, helicopter parents are those who are always hovering, always okay, hovering okay. over their child, doing their best to protect them, you know, making sure that things are safe before they go in, um, sometimes to a, a stench of uh, anxiety or paranoia, I can admit, um, especially because she's speech delayed, you know, there's certain things I needed her to know. Um if she ever eloped or something, I need you to know your name, how to spell it, your date of birth, uh, you know, certain things I needed her to know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as a helicopter parent, I do my best to protect her. She's not really old enough or at the point of maturity to understand all of that, what's happening in our society as her being a future black woman. But um, when she gets to that point, I will definitely be very honest with her um, about where we are and what is going on. Um, but my job, is not to um, make society's view stand out in her mind. My job is to yeah. build a human that will stand out in society. Yeah, that's good. My job is to Ooh, make I sure like that. that you are, you know, she's already defied odds and I will continue, you know, to make sure that she does that, of course, at her own, own pace. Um, but, you know, my job is to make sure that you are who you're supposed to be. God said some things to me before she was born and I'm watching those things manifest. He told me exactly who she was and who she would be. So, you know, just making sure that we give her all the tools needed uh, to develop those things, to make sure that she is, um, you know, well-prepared um, for the world and all of the things that comes with it. Um, and that includes faith. That includes, you know, my daughter's already, you know, at the point where she's beginning to acknowledge God and Jesus. It's not just something to say. Um, she's not just jumping, you know, when the church music, you know, start, when the, when the dance music starts. Um, it's starting to get real to her. She's starting to understand what's actually happening. And so my job is to, you know, continue to foster that and to educate that and that that faith will continue to be her bedrock. Mommy and daddy have their faith and they have their experiences with God, but you yeah. will have your own. Yeah, And, you know, it's up to us to remind her from beginning to end how you even got here. Doctor said you would never even be here. Then when you got here, they said dot, 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 dot. But God, so God is the one, you know, mommy and daddy may come into your room, you know, to wake you up. But it's God who put that breath in your body, starting from just the very basic of the basic of the basic. And, you know, just making sure that she is equipped is all that I can do. I can't control the way that society changes. 
I grew up in a time where we could keep our doors open and you can go to your neighbor's house and kids wasn't being, you know, snatched off the street and, you know, not in these numbers and all of that. But this society is different. We went outside and played. Now our kids are inside with iPads because we don't trust outside. I don't know how that's going to continue to morph as she grows, but all I can do is prepare her for the dangers, um, prepare her for the experiences that she may encounter, all the while making sure that I am fostering um, her growth and ensuring that she is everything she's supposed to be. That's all we can do as parents. We can't be there every second of the day. We can't watch them. We can't see everything, but all we can do is prepare them. And that's what I intend to do. The facts, that makes sense. Like it does. Cause I don't know if our grandparents and parents seen, <laughs> seen what it is now, <laughs> but what's crazy is these grandparents now made different too. <laughs> Especially how they be treating their grandkids. You be like, I ain't get that same treatment when I was a kid. These grandparents, like grandparents is shady. We're going to talk about that. I'm talking about these shady grandparents. Because they, they be like, come on, why you give me that type of love? But that's how they be. When you parent, uh-uh. That's their grandbaby. You can't mess with grandbaby. <laughs> but yeah, times has changed. Culture has changed. And what's crazy is like, as we continue to evolve, you know what I'm saying? We have to continue to preach that hope. We have to continue to preach God. We have to continue to, you know what I'm saying, tell the future. <laughs> like, no cap. That's one of the things that I tell people all the time. Like, me being a prophet, my job is to tell the future, to give people a hope for the future, give people a hope for what God has in store for them. And, you know what I'm saying? I can't say it's not hard sometimes. Because, you know what I'm saying, everything ain't always rainbows and sunshines, new cars and new houses. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes there are times where you don't, you, you see things that you might not want to see. You got to tell some people that some things that, you you know what I'm saying, you don't want to tell them. But the great thing about it is I think that there's always hope. There's always a way to change it. There's always a different outcome that they can be. And then there's always still faith in God and a but God type of situation. You know what I'm saying? There, and I told, I, I preached this what, Monday, there's always a chance to change things, like change your mind, change God's mind. There's always a chance to still change things. So yeah, continue to have hope, continue to have faith. But yeah, it's time for us to go ahead and wrap on up. It's time for us to wrap on up. This time now is 10.57. It's 10.57. We're going to get to just closing remarks and question of the day. Um, and what's interesting is question of the day um, for February 1st out of my little book is something that we ask every day, which is, you know what I'm saying, what do you have for breakfast? So I'm not even going to ask that one. I ain't going to ask that one because, you know what I'm saying, we already know what that one is. So I'm going to ask another simple question, just simple question. Um, do you feel complete? My um, this was for January twenty seventh, and that was a weekend, so I didn't get to ask this one. But I want to ask this question as a question of the day as we end the room. Do you feel complete? Um, profit is on you. So for me, mm, yes, in a sense, no, in some aspects. Um, I feel complete and whole as a human because I have everything that I think is needed to be successful as an essential human on earth. You know what I'm saying? Nice income coming in, house car, all the other good stuff, uh, food. You know what I'm saying? I have all of my needs met um, to a sense. But as far as feeling complete, yeah, and that, that in a sense to me is complete. You know what I'm saying? That's That would put me at like 99%. But then there's 1% of me that says, Hmm, I'm not complete because there is more for me. There's more that I want and desire. So if I was to answer that question, to be honest, 
Uh, yes, but no. I'm 99% complete, and then there's 1% of me that still wants more. So, yeah, that's my answer to that. Julie, I'm throwing it over to you. Doop. I'm sure you probably run into the phone right now. I can answer why she, while we waiting for go her. For it, go for it. Go for it. I gotta go. Um, so the question was, do you feel complete? There are some areas in my life that I feel are, are, well, I'll put it like this. No. Um, I do not. I know there are things in different areas, um, that I've made a lot of progress in, but I feel like we will never be fully complete at the time that you feel that you are fully complete means that you feel you have no more potential that there is no higher that you can go and for some that may mean there's no pursuit of god so no i don't ever want to feel like i have completely arrived now would i like to accomplish some goals that i've set you know a career for my family stuff like that absolutely um, I knew even having my daughter, though I was content, I knew my family wasn't complete. It's 11 a.m. So, you know, I made peace with it. But, um, you know, I knew there was more. And so I think we can have contentment, mm. you know, no matter where we find ourselves. Yeah. The Bible, you know, tells us to be content in whatever state we find ourselves in. But um, complete? Nah, I kind of struggle. I kind of struggle with that. Um, happy, content, but complete, no. Okay. That definitely makes sense. I get it. That's why I answered it the way I did, too. I was like, uh, probably not 9%, but nah, not in the hope, because there's always still longer in the hope, you know what I'm saying, left in you. Okay, good answer, good answer. Thank you so much, Ebony, for being in the room on the day. Um, Julie, you there? If not, I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. We can close this on now. Sorry, but I'll um, repeat again. Hold on. Let me put my air pieces out. So you caught me while I was sitting on my desk. Hold on. Yeah, I got you. Right. question. Um, final remark and question of the day is: Do you feel complete? Mm. Um, not fully complete as yet because I I have some stuff I haven't done as yet. But um, the room is great, great room. I got. All aspects from sports, from everything, politician, everything. Um, but as for the completion, I have not. I have more work to do, and um, that's why I always ask God for grace. And I thought that don't take me as yet because I have a lot of stuff I haven't finished completed on earth. That makes sense. And what I want to do, I know how to do it. And, so I'll ever, and, and, and Ebony, I can never put weave in my hair because my hair too long for weave. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, Julie. That's a good answer. Like, I think everybody pretty much will have the same universal answer to that one. Um, some people may have different answers. That's why I actually posted it on Facebook um, and made the question of the day on Instagram and whatnot, too. Because I really want to know, like, how do people feel about society and, you know, themselves? Like, do you feel complete? Like, how does life look for you? So this is an interesting conversation. <laughs> like, from the laughter to the jokes to the sports, everything was great. Um, Julie, I know you're at work, so I'm going to see if Ebony's available. Um, so she's still here to uh, go ahead and press out because it is Women's Day Wednesday, even though I put it in the title today. Do Ebony, you still there? Um, sure, I can. 
Um, Father, we thank you today for your grace. We thank you for your mercy, God. We thank you for allowing us to not only wake and experience this day, but we thank you for brand new mercy. We thank you for covering and keeping us. And God, we just ask as we go our separate ways today that you will bless our day, that you will be with us, continue to speak with us, sit with us, move in us, allow us to feel your presence. God, we thank you for angelic assistance that we know is around us. God, we thank you for allowing us to hear your voice, to access your presence. And God, we pray that as we go about our day, let our words, let our emotions, let our actions, let everything bring you glory um, and bring light to your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys so much just for coming in the room. Thank you guys so much for being in the room as always. I love you guys. I'm praying for you guys. I hope you guys have a peaceful, prosperous, and productive day. And I will see you again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for Waking Up With The Prophet. This room is ending in three, two, one. Bye!